Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Haquez and this is your best life defined. So what is up? How's your day going? I hope you're surviving COVID-19. Um, this sucks. It's starting to wear on my nerves, even though I don't know if it's psychological or if it's actually physical. I mean, but I don't feel like I've actually been hindered too much. Granted, my heart's breaking right now because I haven't haven't been able to go see my grandkids and my children across the state or spend any time with them. But uh, and we're trying, we're hoping things normalize so we can get back to that. And it's you know, my son and my daughter are both nurses, and my or my son-in-law and my daughter are both nurses. And my son-in-law works in a level one trauma center. So my daughter's concern is that if we go visit and he, her husband actually brings something home and they get infected with it, then we will get infected. And of course, we're staying in Meeker, so we bring it back with us. And then the next thing you know, it starts growing again. So, And it's a legitimate concern regardless of what your position is on why we should be or what we should be doing. So that's kind of an issue for me. But uh, hey, so we're going to talk about boundaries. Um I, we pride ourselves on being a drama-free zone. We are zero drama. If if there's an issue and you don't have the balls or the ability to, to talk about it, well, I don't want to hear it. And if you can't conform to what I need and to you come from a platform of kindness in my life without all the manipulations and shit that comes along with it then I you're not going to be you're not going to be around I guess my measure for whether we remain in a relationship that's interactive is how I feel when I'm around you and sadly I have people in my family and in my life that I just can't be around and it's not because I don't love them I love them but it's simply because I can't endure the punishment or the abuse that they throw my way. I mean, I have one family member, and and the whole his, the whole thing is to intimidate and to to try and manipulate. And he uses anger, and he uses his connection to relationships. I mean, you piss him off, he just kicks you to the curb like an old piece of trash. And then when it's time for you to when it's time when it suits him, when he's punished you enough, he he comes back into your life, and and then even then he tries to intimidate and persuade and do all that. And I've got other family members who are just manipulate. They just, it's not necessarily about the relationships, about what you, they can get from you. And my gauge is if, if I spend time with you and I don't enjoy it, I'm not spending time with you. If I, if I get, get into an interaction with you and when I walk away, I feel like a piece of crap or I don't feel adequate or I feel like I've failed you or I have guilt, unless it's motivated by true action against you, I, I'm sorry, I, that might be insensitive, but... But that's that's the reality. But drawing boundaries, it's tough. I fought. I fought drawing the boundaries that I've drawn. I mean, it's taken a long time for me to get where I'm at. But we we live a drama-free life. I am a drama-free zone um, because of our ability and our desire to continue to grow and to live our best life in all aspects of our life. My wife and I have developed a really wonderful way of communicating with each other, and we're really in tune with those triggers that we often used in the past to enlist shame and to, you know, push things into their bubble. And what's nice about it is we don't, we, we can acknowledge that. And, and I, I've often acknowledged it. I'll tell you, did I shame you? Because if I did, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to shame you. And that's what you have to do. But the truth is, Boundaries are about you and, and boundaries are about defining your best life because it's not just about the energy and, and about doing amazing shit. It's about waking up every day comfortable with the decisions you make. And I am comfortable with the decisions I make and the boundaries I've set for myself. I mean, and there's a reason a lot of people don't come around me and it's because I'm not putting up with your bullshit. I enjoy 
family and I enjoy friends, but my, my immediate family, my kids and my grandkids, they all know what to expect and they all know what I expect from them. And that is kindness and consideration. And we don't leave anything on the table. I mean, if there's something that my children have done or one of my children have done that offends me, I'm going to say, you know, I don't think so, son. Or I don't think so, honey, baby. I'm sorry. I love you, but this is, this is not working for me. And, and that's where it's at. And, and it's difficult. I mean, it is difficult. I've talked to a lot of people, and they have overbearing parents or intrusive brothers or sisters, and they just it just keeps grinding it out that way. And this is that thing that you're responsible for. It's not anything anyone else can do for you. And it is difficult because of the love factor. And, of course, when you tell people, hey, this is what I expect from you, and if you can't do it that way, then I'm not going to be around you, what happens? They get pissed off. They start pushing buttons, and you feel guilt and shame. But... It doesn't add any value to your life to every time you get around someone to feel like a piece of shit when you when you leave them or to have them intimidate you or push you into choices that you don't want to make and that's one of my issues in in my family I have I have I have siblings who want to push me in a direction I don't want to go and every time I turn around that same topic comes up and of course it's intimidation and and then there's threats you know they they withhold their love and affection they don't contact you or they ignore you as some sort of leverage to get you to respond according to how they uh, want you to but guess what I'm not a puppy I'm not a puppy you're not going to treat give me treats to get me to do what you need me to do I'm a grown man I know what I value in my life, and I know what's important to me, and living a drama-free life is important to me. I don't need the bullshit, because life's too short. I mean, I can't even imagine the number of hours I spent after getting off the phone with someone in my family, one of my, my, one of my siblings, and, and the next thing you know, I'm over there. I feel like a piece of shit. I'm over there for three days wondering why. And even now, when they reach out, there's, I get hit with guilt because I love them. But love isn't always enough. I mean, that's a two-sided street. And, and I've reached out and said, hey, listen, why don't you try this? Or why don't you try this? Because what we're doing now in this relationship we have, it isn't working. And, and just so you know, if you've got someone in your life that you truly love, I mean, it, I've, I've often thought, man, why can't I just have normal family? Why can't I just have normal people in my life who do what they do and then they go home, go about their business, and they can respect me for my choices and who I am? And the problem is that doesn't happen. It's just not going to happen because those people, just like me, have developed tools from their childhood. And in that last podcast, I talked about that, but we developed tools for, to get through life, to deal with our own issues and to uh, survive. And the problem is, is some people never learn to modify those tools from what is necessary to survive to what is actually, to what, to what actually works. I mean, that's it. I mean, if you, and, and if you're a manipulator, if you're that person who thinks you can just use intimidation or a threat of, 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 of uh, detachment, you're not going to, you're going to withhold affection from the person that you're trying to manipulate as a, as a tool. I certainly hope they tell you go pack sand because relationships aren't built that way. That is not re- how relationships are intended. Love is, is, should be unconventional. I mean, un, um, yeah, not unconventional. Love should be whatever it is, you know what I'm talking about. But my point is, is that it, it, it unconditional, I'm sorry, unconditional. And it just sucks. It's, it sucks. I mean, but what do you do? Do you keep stepping in that pile of crap and listening to the sludge and all the bullshit and, and continue feeling bad or you step away from it? 
and set your boundaries and then stand to them. I, I, it's tough when that phone rings and I see who it is and I want to answer it and I just want to explain, but the reality is they're not going to change because of you and that they, they're going to change because of them. And the only person that you can be, that'll just going to take care of you and be true to you is you. That's, that's God's honest truth. And I am truly blessed because my children and my grandchildren all, they're on the same page and they're very candid. Now, do does that mean we live this perfect life again? Let's not get on that perfect life thing because our life, no, none of my children's lives are perfect. They're, we all have struggle. We all have baggage. We all have those things we're trying to get past that, that came with being grown up in the life that we live and, and the influences that, that were that impacted our lives. But... You don't need to add the burden of some outsider, love them or not, to make you feel even worse, to drive you into doing things you don't want to do or you don't support or you don't believe in. Um, it's just not going to happen. So how do you go about how do you go about doing that? I mean, you're scared, you're nervous, you feel guilt, and I. I don't know if I have the answer to that. For me, it was just about saying, listen, I'm tired of feeling like a piece of crap every time I talk to them. And I'm tired of them talking to me the way they do and their snide, shitty comments and, and their condescending uh, remarks about how I am as a brother or how I am as a, a father. or, or the, What I really hate is the passive-aggressive where they'll, they'll, do, they'll say shitty stuff and then they do that <laughs> as if it's a fucking joke. No. It's not a joke. Everybody knows what you're doing. Just go ahead and say it. In fact, what would be nice is if these people would actually say it in the tone that they mean it, with the intent that they mean it. Because at least that way they could be honest about what they're doing. But they're so subtle that they play these games with you as if it's going to work. You know, I have one person in my life who, because someone that she that they they they're supposed to love didn't do what they said and didn't didn't give them information they wanted. They haven't talked to her in over I don't know a year, two years. I mean, there are people in my life I've alienated because, but it's not because of bullshit. I could, they wouldn't, I couldn't get them to do. It's because of the bullshit they always do, and that's just the way it is. And it just, and like I said, you can't fix other people. You can't make your sister, your brother, your mom, your dad respect you as a parent enough to keep your mouth, keep their mouth shut while you're disciplining your kids. And you can't, you can't force them into realizing or acknowledging that you are a grown adult and the choices you make are being made because you know what's best for your life and it, it makes your life better. So what's your option? Well, your option is to set the, draw the line. And I don't know however you do it. I, I don't have to have a conversation with anyone and say, hey, listen, you're crossing the line and this is what I'm going to do. I don't feel obligated to that. Because I, because the reality is I know the person I'm dealing with and the person I'm dealing with isn't going to accept that shit anyway. It's going to be my fault somehow. Or they'll say, oh, yeah, no, no, I understand. And then they go back right into the shit they do because unlike me, who continues to try and grow and learn things and, and improve who I am from a platform of kindness, some of the people I'm dealing with don't. And some of the people you deal, you're dealing with don't. They won't. It's a matter of maybe they don't know what they don't know. And like me, I mentioned in a previous podcast that anger was my tool. It was my shield. Anger was my identity. I mean, I took pride in being angry. And it was, it was kind of, I almost felt like I was betraying myself when I took on the platform of kindness and I put my shields away. 
And for people who will manipulate, for what are those called? Um, narcissistic people. I've heard that word a lot. Narcissistic people. People who spend their try time trying to manipulate others and they gain their power and their energy from that. And that's their validation. Do you think they're going to give that identity up and become the person you want them to be for you? No. Change doesn't come from outside. It comes from within. And if you're wasting your time in relationships that you hope are going to get better and you're the one that's trying to fix it, don't waste your time because it's not going to happen. And, and this is true even in, 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 in your intimate relationships with your partner. I, I, was, I, was, I, I was very manipulative when I was young and my wife and I first got married. So was she. Um, but they, that was a tool that I learned. I, my mom was, she's the queen of manipulation, okay? And it was only when I stepped away from those tools and I found some new tools that I was able to fix my relationship with my wife and, and, and actually identify. That's the cool part is once you start working on your own life and some of the things that you're doing wrong and, and the things that you can do better to live your best life, all of a sudden it starts to shine a light on those activities in other people, with, within other people. In other words, by me looking at what, my, what shamed me and actions or actions I used to shame my wife, even though I didn't call it shame at the time. What I called it was you pissed me off. So I'm going to say this to you now to remind you that you suck too. But those comments and those words were nothing more than my way to manipulate the conversation back to where I could feel good about myself, or at least you can feel as shitty as I do. And it's just manipulation. But when I stopped and I started looking at, wait a minute, why would I think to say that? And it was the intent was solely to shame my wife. And I curtailed that behavior. All of a sudden, I could see when she was doing the same thing to me. And the truth is that no matter what's going on around you or what your life looks like, you, 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 are, you are an individual. You are living in your own bubble. And to allow other people to uh, push in on that bubble... It's wrong, and they and they do. Uh, Brenda Baker. So here's a little story for you. Brenda Baker was uh, our second counselor. See, for most of my life, I had this idea in my head that going to counseling would reveal to Sandy that I was the biggest asshole in the world, and she'd leave me. So for the longest time, I refused to. I refused to go to counseling, and then. After the introduction of Brene Brown, I did a podcast, How Brene Brown Saved Our Marriage, uh, and it talks about the history of Brene Brown and her book and what she did for us. And But after that, I kind of was, was kind of done with that whole life that we, my wife and I had created together. I knew there was something better out there, and I was willing to do what it took to get it, even if it cost me my marriage, even if it cost me facing the reality that my wife really found out I was an asshole and she left me. I was willing to take that chance because the path we were on sucked so bad and was so, it was, it was, it lacked such gratification. I was just, it was just, we were, it was just a pit that I was willing to take that chance. And Brenda Baker, she uses an analogy and you can look her up. She has some wonderful work in Pueblo, Colorado, and she's an amazing lady and she does a lot of really great stuff, but she has a unique pers uh, perspective on it. And she refers to us as being in a bubble and we are perfect in that bubble. And people in our lives will try and push in on our bubble because by pushing in on what we're doing, it enhances their their life. It, it adds 
it adds to what they're lacking in their life. That's why when I talk about boundaries and I talk about family, I have I have a sibling who his whole thing is power and control. And what he does is he will get engaged with someone in family or friends, and he will try and push in and try and get what they have, and he'll make comments. And, and if you're not careful, he gets in on you, and it makes you feel guilty. I remember one time in particular, he kept asking me for the rims on my truck, not because he couldn't go out and buy them, but because they were mine. It was just about acquiring and about taking something from you. It was a control thing. And Brenda Breaker's analogy is we are whole. We are born perfect. We are perfect. And the only reason that we have problems in our life is because people around us continue to push in on our lives. And the, and the real problem with that is that when you're not 100% yourself, you can't be 100% in anything you do. I mean... That's kind of why I face this struggle with this podcast. It's because I, I'm not completely 100% me. I mean, I am. I mean, I'm, a, I'm miles ahead of where I was when I started 10 years ago. But even now, I can allow outside pressures, how my wife is feeling or my perception of how she's feeling, how family perceives what I'm doing, how you perceive what I'm doing, as, 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 as impacting on how I feel about my about my performance here and I don't know if you've noticed but if you listen to a few of my podcasts now you kind of see I've kind of fallen into it I've just kind of and I don't want to I don't want this to be sound the wrong way but I've just gotten to the point that I don't give a shit I'm doing this for me as much as for you I'm doing this because if there's anything that good comes out of this it will be that my great-grandchildren will possibly be able to hear who I am and what I think about long after I'm gone and even more than that, I'm, I just truly am inspired by the idea that maybe by doing this and putting this effort out, I will become a better person. And more than that, that you will be able to become a better person. You will wake up one day and you go, damn, I can't believe it. He was right. I actually, I actually am excited about my life. I'm energized. Yeah, there's shit I don't like. There's shit that sucks. But there's all kinds of crap that is just friggin' amazing. You know? So... But I applaud you for listening to the podcast. I applaud you for especially this because this is an important one. This is what kind of sets our, our guidance because that pressure a lot of times will inhibit us from doing things because of the comments and the uh opinions of those who love us i mean i don't i'm not sure my dad's been gone for since 2011 but i wonder what he would have thought of us selling everything including our house and hitting the road now granted he always dreamed of traveling but he just he, he feared it and he never did it and i wonder what would he think of it now you know and when you look at your life what where you where can you be by setting boundaries and defining your life and you don't count on anyone around you to support you don't count on the person you're trying to establish some boundaries with to support you and say you know bro i think you're right i think we need to we need to regroup i'll go ahead and do better we can talk about this i won't because that's not going to happen and if it does you are very fortunate because most people are set in their ways and like me they're committed to that shield they're committed to that lens that they look through and the manipulations and the actions they take so they can control and fix whatever it is about their life that's broken so anyway 
I hope this has helped. As always, I continue to grow. I can continue to try and do a better job for you. If you enjoy what I'm doing, please let me know. That would help. I'm trying to stay from away from social media right now because I just don't think it adds any value to my life. That's one of those boundaries I'm trying to set. Granted, I, I, I will probably get back into to writing the articles I do, but as far as me interacting or searching the pages, I really can't do it because when I start looking at the responses and the, the dialogue that's going on and all this hate, Hateful, uh, these hateful conversations about us against them, it just, you know, it just says, puts a knot in your stomach, you know, and it's not a pleasant experience for me. And I don't understand it. Well, yeah, I do, but that's all. That's going to be for another podcast. Okay. So at any rate, I'm digging this. Uh, my life isn't perfect, but it's getting better. I hope you enjoy and hope you will share. Um, check me out on social media. You can contact me that way if you'd like to get a hold of me. I have my email there. I also have a website. It's chrishawkins.com if you would like discussions or like to talk to me about that. I will, inst- if you instant message me, I will respond to that because that's a nice way for us to do it. Um, face in the future i'm going to try and do some interviews i did get a webcam and now i need to figure out how the format needs to go so i can get both quality audio and video and it's actually a quality experience for you to sit and watch or listen into the podcast i don't want to put crap out there that's why it's kind of taken me so long to push this thing forward but i think i'm getting there so blessings to you and your family uh be safe um You know, I know everyone has opinions about anything from who's going to be president to whether we should be locked down or not and this COVID thing and all kinds of other crazy ass stuff. But within that, try and look at the people that you're talking to with some compassion and kindness because like you, they have family, they love, they cry, they have fears, and they're struggling and and. That's never going to change. We are in this together, and it's not because of any slogan or anything anyone at the top has said. It's because we are the working class. We are working America, and no one but us is going to save us when that storm comes in. So until next time, guys, this is your best life defined, and as always, today's your day. Make it a good one.